Hello and welcome back to our daily devotional podcast. Our series on Acts will be ending very soon. By the end of next week, we would have been done with the study of Acts. And now I'm just wondering what to do next. Really, I haven't got an idea yet, but some ideas, I mean, well, I haven't got something firmed, but I've got some ideas. You know, for the past six months, we've been, I've been sharing on my experiences, my insights on the Bible, my understanding of what the Word of God teaches. But I think right now, it would be good. It is time for you all. I think you have reached a certain level of understanding of Jesus, understanding of God. And I thought we'll take it one step further. And that is to let you, to help you, not just to understand the Bible, but to learn how to read the Bible. And we could start with learning how to do how to pray through the Bible. Over these few months, I've learned quite a bit from my colleague, Paul. Paul's in charge of prayer, and every Monday morning he teaches, he leads us in prayer before um, staff meeting. The great thing is that he ju- doesn't just do the usual thing every week. Um, so far, he has come up with very creative ideas as to how to pray, uh, even with responses from the Mentimeter, Never heard of that until Chris taught us and then Paul used it for prayer meeting and different ways of praying. And I thought, yep, rather than just feeding and feeding and giving you information, perhaps we could do some things together. We could learn to pray together, to read the Bible together, and then to pray from the Bible. How's that sound? Well, I'm not sure yet. Okay, this is just just some crazy ideas. But I had always thought that maybe it would be great to do the book of Psalms. Um, Not every chapter this time, but to pick some. And then to learn to pray through the Psalms to identify what areas um, resonate with our lives. And then to pray the same kind of prayers that the Psalmist prays. I mean, one of the wonderful things about Psalms is that they are really very honest. um, No holds barred. When they hate someone, like the Babylonians, they ask that God will bash their babies against a rock. Hard, painful emotions. And then there are the helpless moments when they cry out, when Psalmist cries out in despair. And then the more sublime things like how, how much joy I feel when I'm going up to the house of the Lord. So the Psalms are really an expression of people of God, the community of God, um, experiencing God but struggling with the very difficult moments of life. It's very real, basically. It's not about us going through life like nothing happens. It recognizes and acknowledges the pain that we each experience every day as we go through life. And then the psalmist prays, often very painful prayers. And that's a great thing. And so rather than talk about the Psalms or teach you about the Psalms, maybe what we could do is to sit down and then I'll point out some pointers in the Psalms and say, let's go and develop prayers based on the Psalms. Well, let me steal over that and uh, do pray for me that uh, some of these ideas will become firmer. What's on my heart most of all? is that we grow from day to, we grow day by day 
we get to know God in deeper, deeper ways. And whatever ideas there are that will help us grow in the Lord and grow in our faith will be a wonderful idea. So, well, let's finish off um, the last few chapters of the book of Acts. And today we will look at Acts chapter 25. We'll read from verse 1 to verse 11. Acts chapter 25, verse 1 to 11. Let us pray. Father, speak your truths once more to us. For God, you are such a practical God. You understand the problems that we face. You do not call us to live in a vacuum of goodness or at least teach us things that are just ideal and perfect while we figure our way out in the difficulties of life. But rather you understand our struggles. You understand you hear our prayers and our cries. You know when we are put in difficult places. And God, you want us to learn from you how to live in difficult times. So God, we ask for your grace, not only to allow us to understand your word, but your grace to live out how you, the things that you have taught us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts chapter 25 verse 1 to 11. Three days after arriving in the province, Festus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and the Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. They requested Festus as a favour to them to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem, for they were preparing an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus answered, Paul is being held at Caesarea and I myself am going there soon. Let some of your leaders come with me and if the man has done anything wrong, they can press charges against him there. After spending eight or ten days with them, Festus went down to Caesarea. The next day he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul came in, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him. They brought many serious charges against him, but they could not prove them. Then Paul made his defense. I have done nothing wrong against the Jewish law, or against the temple, or against Caesar. Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there on these charges? Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court, where I ought to be tried. I have not done any wrong to the Jews, as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever faced a pack of wolves, a pack of evil men bent on destroying your life or your business or your family and then having to stand before adjudicators who are equally corrupt and easily corrupted. It's a terrible situation, isn't it? And here Paul stood before witnesses, Jewish accusers who cared not for reason but just that he be killed were plotting his death. And then he stood before a judge who was easily bribed. Let's look at this story. 
The Jews had plotted to bring Paul back from Caesarea to Jerusalem so that they might ambush him and kill him. We don't know how Paul or Luke, the writer, discovered this, but obviously Luke mentioning it somehow discovered this plot. And I suspect too that Paul knew about the plot. Because as he made his defense and as Festus asked him, would you like to be charged and tried in Jerusalem? Paul immediately said this to Festus, I have not done any wrong to the Jews, as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. So first of all, Paul knew that Festus knew that Paul was innocent. It was clear, Paul says, as you yourself know very well, that I have not done any wrong to the Jews. He knew that Festus was convinced that Paul was innocent. But at the same time, he also said, I will not, no one has the right to hand me over to them. He knew that at this point, he was cornered. That Festus, for his personal reasons, had already decided to seal Paul's fate and to kill, allow him to go back to Jerusalem in the process, be ambushed and killed. Or, equally bad, to go to Jerusalem only to be charged again and then tried and found guilty. Whatever it was, he knew that there was little escape for him. Festus had already decided that Paul should die. How does it feel when you go through painful experiences like these? I know some of you may have done had such experiences. I certainly had one when I was taken off my assignment, faced a board that had worked on complete lies, and other board members who were too polite to defend me and my wife. And of course, we were dismissed from the work that we were doing with very bad names. And I know exactly how Paul would have felt, that there is no escape. Whichever way you choose, you will end up condemned. I know some of you have experienced that too in your business. Sometimes it feels like it at home as well, or in church even. And it's a painful time. And Paul could have succumbed to depression, to despair. But Paul needed wisdom from God and Paul sought wisdom. And so the way to escape all this was to appeal to Caesar. But appealing to Caesar also had its many unknowns. We discover a chapter later that if Paul had not appealed to Caesar, he would have been set free, or so it seems. King Agrippa said, well, if he had not appealed to Caesar, I would have acquitted him. Of course, that would not, might not have been possible because Festus might first of all have sent him back to Jerusalem to his death. That was one unknown. But I wonder as Paul was told by Agrippa that he could have been set free had he not appealed to Caesar, whether he would have regretted somewhat that he had appealed to Caesar. On the other hand, we see God's hand at work as well. We see that even as Paul appealed to Caesar, even as he was escal his case was escalated 
to Caesar's court. He had so many opportunities to share the gospel with Caesar's court. Someone once asked, what's the big deal about sharing with Caesar? Well, I believe that Caesar wasn't the only one audience or judge in that case. He would have had many of his officials, maybe a packed court full of spectators and people wanting to know the outcome. And as Paul spoke at his trial, he preached also that there might have been some people, some Romans, who heard the gospel and were convinced and became Christian. Whatever it was, God did a great work. What I want to say is that sometimes when we are really cornered, we don't know what to do. All we can do is to ask God for a restful spirit so that we can trust Him and also wisdom to say the right things, wisdom to make right decisions. And at the end of it, just fall into the arms of God and let Him provide for us a cushion, a place to continue to minister. As I looked at how what the, the result of this trial that I had um, before the board, eventually I was told to leave the ministry, uh, that was prison fellowship, by the board. And then I landed in Barker, very hurt, very injured, very broken pastor. And yet it was in Barker that the second time round that I found so many friends who loved me, who it was almost like a homecoming. It was a wonderful time that I had. And for three years, I rested as the Lord healed me, as the love of the congregation healed me. But what I didn't realize too was that in that state, I was used by God to minister to many as well. God has strange ways, wonderful ways. He took me out from one situation that seemed like the end of a lot of things and simply brought me elsewhere to use me to be a blessing and to be blessed as well by others. I These memories remain with me because I know that no matter what people do to us, what unjust things are done to us, God has plans for each of us. The Jews might have plotted against Paul. Festus might have been a bad judge. And yet the very final effect was that Paul would be sent to Rome where he would be very well treated, where he would be allowed an audience with the Caesar, but also with many others who came to visit him. And there he bore witness for Christ. I wonder if some of you have been going through some of these painful experiences as well. Just this, just yesterday, um, one of our members, a friend, told me of his ordeal as he was falsely accused. But looking back, he realised how God had blessed him and watched over him. I wonder if some of you have had experiences such as this as well. There may still be bitterness in your hearts, but take some time to look at what God did after those events. Has God blessed you? Has God put you in a better place, more effective place? If that were so, then perhaps you can, like Joseph, say, you meant harm, evil against me, but God made it good 
for me. In that sense, then we can begin to forgive. We can let go and say, well, actually, it's water off my duck's back. Much as I was hurt then, it did not destroy me because God simply took me to a better place and continued to bless me and to use me as His instrument. Think about that. Those of you who have had such bad times of betrayal, could it be that God has simply cushioned your fall and led you on to something more wonderful? If that is the case, then it is time to let go of your bitterness, and your sense, your wanting of revenge, and to say, God, you are a good God. Even in my adversity, you blessed me. But perhaps you are now going through something that is really bad, a very difficult time. Likewise then, rest in God. How do you rest in God? You simply say, God, I don't know the future. I feel like I am in the rock between a rock and a hard place. There's no place for me to run. But God, I can always run to you. And you will provide for me. Give me wisdom to make my choices. But give me faith also to believe that even in adversity, you will provide a cushion, soft place, a good place for me. So I'd like to close with this song that I've sung before. Oh, cast all my cares upon you. I'll lay all of my burdens down at your feet. And every time I don't know what to do, I will cast all my cares upon you. Let us pray. Father, Indeed, you are a good God. You see, the future, the whole future is laid before you. And Lord, you hold us lovingly in your hands. There will be times when we face adversity, or there have been times when we have faced adversity. When we have been cornered by people who had no good intents for us. And we may have suffered greatly by the works of evil ones. But God, you always see us through. You always provide a place of rest for us. I pray, Lord, then for each one who has been so hurt, that each of us may also see what a good place you have placed us, how in your love you have gently placed a cushion for us to fall on and how you continue to bless and cause us to flourish. That we may then look at our adversaries and find a place in our hearts to forgive. Because Lord, despite all that they did, nothing bad has come to us. But Lord, we pray too for those who are going through very much great difficulties. Father, I pray for them, that your hand will be upon their hearts, that they may find peace in their hearts, even in these difficult moments. 
And Lord, as they find peace, they may remember that you are God who cares deeply for them and that no one can thwart your plans and that your plans for them are always good. I pray then that they may find you a faithful God. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well then, have a great week ahead. God bless you and goodbye.